0: The, the weekly Hello, Cole.
1: Hello. Well, thank you both for uh, for taking the time today.
0: Of course, mm-hmm. we're happy we're happy to do it. We had a blast um, playing the show with you guys um, and Bob Schneider. That was super fun mm-hmm. and just. Um, it's been kind of great because you know we we released Pioneer Lane uh, last fall, and we haven't done a lot of you know hardcore touring around it. We really um you know the sort of impetus for this record was our distribution company had heard a few songs that we wrote that were structured more for family folk songs. Mm-hmm. They were a little bit lighter and just you know really simple, lots of harmonies. And he was like, these are incredible. Will you do a whole record? And so that kind of started us on this train, and it's been um, it's been really fun just to kind of exercise a completely different um, trajectory to making a record. I mean, Lee and I um, wrote differently for these songs, and then we figured our, out that we figured out that we actually knew how to write happy songs. All this time, <laughs> we've been writing depressing folk music folk songs. Yeah, here we are writing some uplifting, <laughs> harmony-driven. <laughs> about nature and love, <laughs> and <laughs> yeah, and strangely enough, um, people like them. It's so weird. <laughs> we figured that there's too much darkness in the world, so now we're gonna try and write some happier songs. Yeah. Um, nobody, nobody wants to, you know, hear the uh, the shoegazer. Debbie downer. Indie, Debbie downer Debbie folk. downer folk yeah. <laughs> Debbie so. downer folk music that we want canoe so well
1: so it only took you guys to what your your 30s to, to finally get out of your goth phase
0: exactly exactly, <laughs> exactly. you know i, I it's so funny of, i would say transitioning from so yeah, not exactly. out of, uh-huh. transitioning transitioning <laughs> you know it's so funny i was this is chandra i was uh, i was watching tv the other night and it was a nirvana live performance Nineteen ninety, I think nineteen ninety-one, maybe Halloween night in Seattle, and amazing. I was just like, I mean, I was transported back to my Louisville South High School, and just being, um, you know, just so enthralled with this sort of grunge, you know, rock, and it was so funny because that's a lot of what was happening in the experimental music scene, And, and Louisville was. I mean, I had already been to shows where there were mosh pits, and, you know, that was kind of the norm, because we Mm -hmm. went to all the, you know, the punk rock shows and stuff. And so to see, I remember seeing that on TV for the first time, Nirvana Smells Like Teen Spirit, and being like, oh, my gosh, we're not the weirdos anymore. (laughs) Like, people are seeing this on TV, you know, like, this is crazy. And so watching it, I was like, that's where it all started, you know. I mean, that kind of angsty punk um, and... Or the watson twins that morphed into kind of deep um introspective folk music but you know that's what we grew up listening to um in our teens so that definitely i was like making the whole correlation of like oh wow grunge punk into this sort of you know introspective shoegazer into this introspective folk you know
1: <laughs> it there's a there's a kind of a different slant on that when uh, cuz eventually eventually the weirdos do take over the world musically uh, and, and and when that happened, you, it is you guys went folk. Like uh, there's your finally your <laughs> chance. And instead, we're just going to pick up acoustic guitars.
0: Exactly, <laughs> exactly. But we'll it's been it. It. it's been fun. It's been fun to to kind of change gears and also just to really. I mean, Lee and I love um, singing. Obviously, singing harmony together, and that's something that we've just known since we were little kids. You know, we've always enjoyed that. So it was really fun to just. On this record, go as I say, buck wild with the harmony, (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know a lot of times we try to we try to actually hold it back because we're like, oh, well, we could do you know five different harmonies on this, but that might be a little it's it's a little overkill, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But we kind of we took off the reins for this one, and and Russ Pollard, my husband, and um, you know he's an Everest, and he's produced a bunch of our records. He was just kind of like, let's have fun with it. Like, let's do as many harmonies as we want, and let's just stack it and add it, and and it really created this, you know, melodic landscape that um, has been really. It's it's a really easy listen for for really anybody. It doesn't it doesn't tilt in one direction or another. It's not necessarily kids music. It's kind of everyone music.
1: Yeah, it is kind of nice. Uh, you know, Russ producing it. You all being sisters. I mean, it's a family record that's more or less made by family. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, and yeah. it was made, we moved to Nashville, um, Russ and I moved last year in April, and Lee followed last fall, and um, we recorded the whole record here at our new house in, in Nashville, so that was kind of fun, too, is that we recorded it at home, and it's this family folk record, so it just all came full circle, and it was really nice to work in such a comfortable atmosphere, too, you know, it really allowed us to relax and just be able to take our time and and again, kind of experiment with those things that some of the times we we tend to rein in.
1: Yeah, when you're writing those songs, and and I don't even know if you had it in mind that it was going to be this kind of record beforehand. But how do you make a family record without it turning into a kids record? Is it all oh, just good. about the themes?
0: Snobbery. <laughs> Snobbery. Snobbery.
1: <laughs> <laughs> is it the goth coming back? Is that what it is?
0: Uh, yeah. Um, you know what? I think it was like. We're we're not that we're serious people because as you can tell we've been joking with you this entire <laughs> interview. But you know I think for us it's like there is still like there's just something about our level of where we can go with what we do. You know, and going yeah. to the to the um, songs about you know cooking baked beans on a campfire with you know the Jolly Green Giant or whatever you want to do is like to make it more like almost like childlike in that way, just the subject matter. We couldn't really go there, but we saw this these really simple pieces of life that are things that you, when you first have that experience, that's what that's what comes to mind. Like, for instance, Sweet Summer Days is about, you know, riding your bike with your friends as a, as a kid, you know, and there, that's something we can all relate to and understand. But also, it's like riding... A record for the experience that that person's going through right now. So we try to kind of put ourselves in that perspective, like where, you know, um, firstly, And kind of is like more about seeing things for the very first time mm-hmm. like yeah. as a child. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of, for Lee and I, it was going back to what we grew up singing as children. And children's music, when we grew up, was very different. It was, This land is your land. Mm-hmm. It was, it was folky. It was, um, you know, again, it was very simplistic messages But um, less kind of, I don't want to say obnoxious But you know what I'm saying it, mm-hmm. it, it was music that was palatable for your parent or grandparent to sing with you And they could still feel like an adult You know, they didn't have to be a kid with you, you know right. And you could sing it together It almost kind of goes back to, yeah, that traditional folk music That traditional gospel music, you know And that's kind of, we went that Angle with with these songs, as opposed to going more of the um, the more childlike, playful kind of as if a child was writing it. We actually went from a, an adult perspective of kind of. A universal theme as opposed to just for kids
1: yeah it's funny um excuse me because uh before i was told that it was kind of a family record uh Mm -hmm. i had no clue i just thought you know oh it's a nice song it's a nice song (laughs) you know i had no clue
0: well that's good so (laughs) so so we actually we joked around because we were like we made it for because neither of us have have children Mm -hmm. um So we kind of joked that we made it for our friends who have kids because they were like, if I have to listen to the crazy song about, you know, this, this, and this one more time, I'm just going to jump off a bridge. And I was like, okay, well, this is a record that you can actually listen to with your kid and you can sing along and you don't have to worry about language or message or whatever. You know, it's going to be positive, but you're also not going to be an idiot when you're singing along. (laughs) You know, it's funny because, like, you look like at a song that has really almost has taken over children's music, or at least for a lot of my friends, is Pharrell's song Happy. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, you know, that is that was not written... For, I don't think Pharrell was like, I'm going to make a song for kids, you know? Well, he wrote it for and the that movie, means, Despicable Me, well, but, or I'm assuming, or it was at least was used for that. But you can tell that that song is definitely... Yeah, it's universal. It's not it's universal, for kids. It's universally... Yeah, it's a universally accepted song that is for maybe originally the the idea behind it was you know for a spe- specific scene of a movie or whatever but that, that idea is something yeah it's universal everybody wants to be happy yeah. you know mm-hmm. and having that simpli- that simplistic message can translate over you know kids don't necessarily have to have that um you know more kind of rhyming goo goo gaga type sound they will they will hear The message You know If it's Mm -hmm. simple enough They will hear and understand That message as well
1: Mm
0: -hmm. And I think that You know That's an amazing way To to approach music With kids You know
1: Yeah Uh, So with Pioneer Lane Where does it sit With you guys then Is this Like Is this your next album Or is this kind of like The holdover project Until your next album
0: That's a good question
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean Are you Do you have any suggestions Kyle (laughs) Are you working on it Are you working on a new record yet
0: Um, we, We are we're we're both writing right now. I mean, we have we have material. I I said to Chan, Chandra, we just had a birthday mm-hmm. the other uh, couple weeks ago, and I said to her, let's do let's do another record this year before our next birthday. So that's it's like on awesome. the books. I mean, we moved to Nashville, and that was you know a huge transition time and release Pioneer Lane. So yeah, it was a transition record for us. Is it necessarily something that I think is? Um, a watson twins record yeah it is but it's a different way than we would naturally and organically write yeah and i will say that um i think that the tones um some of the tones that we touched on in pioneer lane um lee and i realized that there are parts of of that type of writing and that type of singing together that we really enjoy so i would say it, influentially, I, I would say that Pioneer Lane will there will be reflections of that on our next record. Mm-hmm. Um, it probably we're not planning on making another family folk record, but um, I would say that the things that we really got excited about in Pioneer Lane probably will be reflected on this next record. And you know, we've we played a couple shows here, um, obviously the one in Louisville, and then we'd um, sang with Jesse Baylin here in, in Nashville, and open for her, and it was just a really great night, but we were able to play some new music there as well and have been getting a great response from our new songs, which has been really exciting, and um, we ended up, right before we left L.A., we we, uh, signed with Secret Road and have been working with them on writing for film and TV and stuff, and that's been, again, kind of, it's just about all these different creative projects kind of coming together, (laughs) and that's been really exciting to Lee and I to um be able to to exercise different creative muscles than just kind of how we initially started releasing music which was um, you know make a record, release a record to a record. Mm-hmm. Okay, now start over. Yeah. And and in the last I would say in the last six years, you know, that has evolved into a lot of different it's taken shape in a lot of different ways and that's that's what we get excited about, singing backups for different people, um, you know, writing material in different ways. And again, you know, our last few releases have been self-releases, so obviously, it's something that we're really, you know, we're really passionate about. We we get behind our projects, and and we kind of feel like there's not really any rules we can do with it however we want, you know, which is the fun part of being creative and this time in music.
1: Yeah, you, you talk about singing backup, uh, which is, I guess, a really interesting. It's an interesting way to have a career, you know the uh, the movie Twenty Feet from Stardom that was just out what, loved last year. Oh my year. gosh, yeah. loved it! Had, had chill.
0: had the entire time. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, I mean, you guys live that because you you do have your solo careers, but I guess there is a lot of a time that you guys are, you know, providing those harmonies for other people. Yeah, I mean, yeah. is it is it ever been a problem for you guys where you say, oh, we do this because it's a job, but we really want to do this, or is it really all just kind of one big thing? Because I guess you guys were, I mean, you're in a nice position where you're allowed to do both.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think it's hard, you know, in that in that movie, you know, I identified with all of those women in their, you know, in their in their path of like finding those people that, you know, mm-hmm. I think one of them talks about, like, there's nothing, that she doesn't know what to, how to explain singing with other people and what that does for her soul. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, us growing up singing together, we always had somebody to harmonize with. We always had somebody to sing with. And that kind of put us in this perfect position to be backup singers, because we were always harmonizing with one another, so when you added that third part, we knew where to go. And, you know, in all those women's stories, it was their, but their solo career never happened Right And in right. my mind They were successful Even, you know Regardless of being on the covers of magazines And, you know, being interviewed and all those things They were still all very successful women Who did something that they loved for a long time You know, mm-hmm. and found found their path Now, yes, it's a shame that, like some of them were taken advantage of and their voices used for lead singer's voices and all that kind of stuff. We've never done anything like that. No. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, Phil Spector was phased out by the time we came along. <laughs> Phil Spector was in prison when we came along. <laughs> but, you know, I think that, that you know that's the sad part is that those people didn't get credited the way that they should have. And, you know, more than anything, you know, I love the moment where she says, you know, I was in the house in Beverly Hills cleaning the bathroom and I realized, that's my voice on the radio. Mm-hmm. I never you it. Yeah. And, and, you know, she walked away from that job and decided to start pursuing singing again. And I think, you know, you have to have, you know, for us, it's different too because when we leave our backup singing, you know, position, we go into the front of the stage but we're still a backup singer. Chandra's a backup singer for me and i a backup singer for her, you know, mm-hmm. and we, we always have this kind of, this balance that, you know, we, we call it the twin energy, but we have this energy <laughs> of us that is because we have one another. And I think that's helped yeah. us to create our own career because we, were, we could rely on each other as opposed mm-hmm. to most backup singers are just individual artists who are trying to make that jump to the front yeah. of the stage on their own. It's like we have been holding one another's hand, pulling each other to the front of the stage yeah. sort of throughout this, you know, Point in time If you want to call it A career I'm not really sure <laughs> but, You know Whatever you want To call it But yeah During our time As musicians We've definitely We haven't jumped And left to the front Of the stage But we both Have worked really hard To kind of get To the front of the stage And be able to sing Our own songs
1: Yeah Really well said And a great answer <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, she's the older. She's the older twin, so I, Lee, I always just let her. Whenever there's a hard question, I throw it in her corner.
1: <laughs> well, uh, oh goodness, with, I wish that was the case. Yeah, with that in mind, though, uh, are you guys uh, singing for anyone else? Uh, any other records that we can uh, listen for you on anytime this year?
0: You know, we've got some um, things that we're kicking around in the works. We've been um, we've been fortunate to uh, to meet a producer named Butch Walker, who mm-hmm. is part-time here in Nashville, and he called us in for a session the other day. Who knows if we'll make it to the final recordings, but, you know, it's nice just to have people like him in town who respect us as artists, and who we get that call, yeah. you know? Yeah. And just, you know, we, we were with Jessie Balin the other day, and talking to her, and really getting excited about seeing you together, and, you know, I think it's just, it's more for us, you know, we, we're here right now um, yeah. opening another business, but we're also... You know, music is getting uh, a lot of our heart and soul. Still, so, mm-hmm. you know, we definitely and we, yeah, with, um, yeah. and we did some stuff with um, we did some stuff with on Jenny's new record. Jenny Lewis's new record that's coming out, and again, I haven't heard the final product, so I'm not sure what made it and what didn't. But we guessed it on a couple of those songs, and so I'm really looking forward to hearing um, her finished record, which I think comes out This late, late summer, early fall. So you
1: know, there's yeah. still a
0: lot of a lot of connection to just the people yeah. throughout the years we did that we've do, um. We did do last year, Jonathan Rice's record, Good Graces came out, and Chandra mm-hmm. and Jenny and I sing back the vocals on that record, um, along with Zeeberg, and um, Becky Stark, I believe, is on it as well. So, yeah, I mean, there's definitely... There's projects out there with Watson Twins yeah. harmonies floating around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, that that must be one of the nice things about going to Nashville too. Is that you know it seems like that's really is a town that is built for that. It's it, that's the infrastructure, you know, being able to, you know, appear even as just studio musicians at the at, at a whim. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's you know it was funny Rich, when he called us to us to come in. You know, he said this session right here would have taken me three days to orchestrate in LA because you guys lived in Silver Lake and my studio's in Malibu and, you know, just traffic and logistics and everything. And I was like, yeah, it's true. And in turn, it's like that morning, he was like, hey, girls, can you guys come in for a little bit? Sure. We were actually on our way to a rehearsal and were able to stop by and, you know, work with him for a few hours and record. And I think that's just like, it's a luxury of being in a small town and also, you know, um, a town that has a lot of town that's yeah. based around music. Yeah.
1: Yeah. 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 That's cool.
0: And, you know, it's, it's interesting because it's a real transition from L.A. to come to Nashville, mm-hmm. as far as, I mean, of course, there's millions of less people, first of all, but secondly, um, having that kind of network is is interesting because in in our experience in LA it was very much centered around our neighborhood you know Silver Lake was sort of a hotbed of music and there was a lot happening when we first moved there and that snowball continued to get bigger and bigger and bigger and when we left here like we all live in different you know areas of town it's not about your neighborhood it's more about your musical community and those styles of music change. You know, you may go and play with somebody who is, you know, doing a you know, four hour set at Roberts or you may be going down to the, you know, Mercy and singing back of vocals with an indie rock musician who's in town or mm-hmm. you know, it just kind of it's it's a different it's, diverse. Um, it's very diverse and it's just a different experience than LA for sure. Yeah.
1: I love getting down there. I think I'm going to be down there later this month to see Heilm and. Uh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, cool. It's such a great town. And I- I'm glad to have you guys back on this side of the country, too.
0: Yeah. <laughs> You're not getting rid of us, okay? <laughs>
1: That's great. Well, listen, uh, thank you guys again for taking the time today. Uh, this was awesome. And.
0: Uh, you, <laughs>
1: Lately weekly fade. feed.